This is Terrio Media. Success in real estate has nothing to do with shiny objects. It has everything to do with mastering the basics. The three pillars of real estate investing. Attract, convert, exit. Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. Hey, Matt here. Welcome to another episode of the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. It is way back Wednesday. This is the day where we reach back into the archives and pull out old classic episodes. And we've been reaching back into the archives of the Do-Over podcast, the podcast that started it all. And I got another great one for you today. Enjoy. During an era where countless people, businesses, and organizations are feeling the pinch, running out of time, running out of money, losing confidence, feeling as if life is unfair, praying for another chance, and unless something is done, life is going to pass them by. Fortunately, in the nick of time, there is now a place where the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results and making life work are revealed. Save your career. Save your business. Save your health. Save your relationships. Save your life. Get from where you are to where you want to be faster and with greater ease than you ever thought possible. Say hello to your do-over. Welcome to Your Do-Over, the place where I show people who want more out of life, people dissatisfied with their current situation, how to start over and begin a new life, setting goals and objectives so they can create wealth and live life to the fullest. Get Your Do-Over started fast with the solid foundation by downloading the three pillars of creating the ultimate do-over for free at freedoover.com. It's a 55-minute MP3 audio program that I made just for you with three specific steps on how to get success as you start over. And it's yours for free at freedoover.com. Okay, I uh, don't know if you knew this or not, but I'm absolutely fascinated by cliches. And I think I've shared that somewhat in past episodes, but I really want to just share my fascination with cliches. I mean, they're so short, they're simple, and yet profound. And sadly, many get dismissed by because of their overuse. And, and tragically, they get dismissed as, you know, armchair rhetoric. They just don't get their proper due, in my opinion. But if, you know, if you stop to the next time you hear one and just think about it for a minute. I mean, really sit with it and analyze what the message is within and how it can be applied to your life. I mean, where can it serve you and where are you in violation of its wisdom? Or, you know, maybe it's pointless because some of them seem to be. But I guess it, you know, it just really all depends on what you're dealing with at the moment. Where are you in life when you actually hear it? Maybe it's applicable. Maybe it's not. But, you know, I just come across so many that, you know, there are lessons in and of themselves. And in like four or five words, pow, you've got some amazing life-changing, life-altering, life-transforming wisdom. I mean... For example, actions speak louder than words. You've heard that a million times. But don't they? <laughs> they do, don't they? Uh, all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Absolutely. you got to get your playtime in. 
And I love this one. This is a great one. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. So true. And you know, there's one that I apply to my life frequently. And it's life is short. And actually, I've come to know it as life is fast. Life is short and fast of, you know, you'd really be hard pressed to find an argument for that or against it, I should say. I mean, life is extremely short and extremely fast. And, and what magnifies this particular cliche is none of us are getting out alive. Now, when I stop and think about these cliches or should I refer to them as facts? I mean, as that's exactly what they are most of the time. And I mean, I wake up every day asking myself, what is it that I want the rest of my short life to be? You know, what, what's in the past? It's in the past. There's nothing any of us can do about it. I mean, we are where we are in life because of the decisions we've made from the beginning of life to this very point to where we are today. I mean, what's done is done. And you know what? And if you've made some bad decisions in life, so what? We all have, okay? No big deal. Let it go. It's done. There's nothing you can do about it. And you know, I've been able to maintain this mindset or this attitude, if you will, since meeting a very unlikely source of wisdom. You know, when I was in the music business, I remember working on an album and I can't even remember what album it was that I was working on. But I, I do remember this one studio musician that we we hired to play keyboards on a couple of tracks. Jenko. <laughs> Jenko was his name. And uh, what an amazing talent. I mean, the guy could play anything. I was really rather envious. I mean, he could just hear anything. And after hearing it just once, he could play it. I was so in awe of this guy's exceptional gift. I mean, he was an exceptional keyboardist. But, you know, like many people in life, we all have our strengths and we all have our weaknesses too, don't we? Absolutely. You know, Jenko, he was a little bit scatterbrained. He was a little bit overweight. He didn't place too much importance on grooming. <laughs> he smoked like a chimney. He drank like a fish. I mean, he just didn't really seem to care about much other than, you know, what was happening at the moment. But he had an expression of which by the end of this project, I mean, everyone that was working on this project had adopted his expression. I mean, anytime something would come up of which there was any sort of debate or disagreement, Janko, would, he would chime in and say, hey, in a hundred years, no one is going to give a damn. <laughs> he actually didn't use the word damn, but use your imagination. It was a little more crass than that. But anyway, I mean, if we were arguing over how much trouble we needed on the snare drum, Janko would say, uh... It's close enough, and besides, in a 100 years, no one's going to give a damn. Or one time we forgot to tip the delivery guy for the food, and, and once we realize it, and Janko, he chimes in, and he said, oh, well, in a 100 years, no one is going to give a damn. Or when someone showed up late, or someone sang the wrong lyrics, or missed a note, or accidentally ra- erased a, a good take that we wanted to keep, Janko would just chime in and say, oh, well, in a 100 years, no one will give a damn. I mean, it got to the point where everybody involved with the album adopted Janko's little saying. I mean, in a hundred years, no one was going to give a damn about anything. I mean, everything inside of the the studio got really lighthearted and all the seriousness and and the stress of the job at hand, it really lightened up. And, you know, eventually just no one gave a damn. You know, obviously the project didn't end up being a smash hit or, you know, I would probably remember what the project was. And I guess Janko was right. In a hundred years, no one is going to give a damn. I mean, that was only like 10 years ago. No one's, no one gives a damn. But, uh, you know, I'm not recommending by any means that you take life as lightly as Janko did. And, you know, I'm not saying that you just don't give a damn about anything, don't care about anything. But there is something to the saying, in a hundred years, no one will give a damn. I mean, meaning how much stuff in your life 
right now are you giving effort and attention to that really doesn't matter? That's not that important. Stuff you're stressing over, stuff that keeps you up at night, stuff that ruins your day, stuff that ruins the time you get to spend with the people in your life that you actually do care about, the people that do matter, the people you do give a damn about. You know, if anything gets too hectic for me, somehow I just always remember Janko. I remember that little saying, and it kind of makes everything okay. All right, well, I got a little off track there. Back to what I was saying. Life is short. I mean, you've only got one of them to live, right? So why spend one day doing something you don't like doing? I mean, why spend one day doing something other than pursuing what's important to you? And I've said that before. I I think it all the time. But there's also a dangerous side to life is short. I mean, there's a place for Janko's philosophy most definitely. But then again, if it ends up hurting someone, and I'm referring to hurting yourself as well, Life is short can be a dangerous mindset too. You see, I was listening to another podcast last week and it, and it got me thinking. And they, they had a great metaphor for life that they were explaining. I mean, they were speaking specifically of business, but I think it pertains to life in general as well. And I'm going to do my best to retell it as I think it's vital to anyone's do-over. I mean, it certainly has been vital to mine. And, and with regard to what I shared with you on the last episode, for example, you know, my year-long pursuit of creating a second residual stream of income through an internet business. I mean, I came up against this, what I'm going to share with you all the time. And it happens to me in my real estate business too. And, it ha- and it's happening to me inside of my pursuit of a healthy body and a healthy mind. I mean, we can get pulled off course by seemingly harmless or even seemingly helpful forces. So this metaphor, hopefully I don't butcher it too much, but this metaphor just really clicked for me. So let's say your your lifelong dream is to live the life of a professional longboard surfer. I mean, that's your passion, longboard surfing. It's what you've always wanted to do. You wanted to surf the longboard and you wanted to get paid for it. So, you know, as you're listening right now, go ahead and just insert your dream into this example and and draw the parallels. I mean, everything is going to apply. Okay, so professional longboard surfer, that's what you want to be. Now, to be a professional surfer, you're going to need a beach, right? You're going to need a beach with consistent waves, waves of just the right size and shape so that you can practice your surfing. And you're looking for the right environment to support your surfing pursuit. And you find it. You find the perfect beach. Now, you might have even bought or rented a place to live close to this beach for easy access, a place where you could associate with other professional longboard surfers. I mean, you've got the right environment now. And now you need the right longboard surfboard to practice with. So you go out and you you do some research and you find the perfect longboard and, and you make the purchase. And then now you need a mentor. So you ask around for referrals of the perfect longboard coach. You do some Google searches. You call some local surf shops. And you finally find just the right longboard surfing mentor for you. You are set to go. You've got the dream in place. You've got the environment. You've got the right equipment. And you've got the right mentor. You've got a coach. Professional longboard surfing career. Here you come, right? Now, every night before you go to bed, you set your alarm clock to, to wake up with the sun and hit the surf. Life is great. You're excited. You're doing what you've always wanted to do. Your coach is excited and he, and he gives you great advice and the advice is working. You're getting better and you're getting better and better. You're, you're not a professional yet, but who cares? This, this is the life, right? And you're getting better each day. You can see the progress. And, and then after some time in, your skills are starting to plateau a little bit. Uh, it's getting to a point where it's not 
quite as exciting as it used to be. I mean, you're enjoying it still, but it's not quite as exciting. You're staying up a little later each night and, you know, you miss your, your first day at the beach to practice and then another. And now your mornings at the beach are somewhat intermittent. You know, you're not hitting it every single day like you used to be. And, you know, your mentor frequently has to come in and search for you. And, and when he finds you, he lays into a bit and, and you're like, hey, it was just one day. I'll be back tomorrow. I got plenty of time, right? I mean, you still love the beach. You still love surfing. But the euphoria is wearing off a little bit, maybe. I mean, it happens. And another month or so goes by and, and now you've cut down the time with your mentor. It's getting to be a little bit of work now. I mean, going pro, it's, gosh, it's a little more difficult than you thought. And now you're only surfing three to four days a week instead of the six to seven days you did when you first got started. And then one day you're out in the ocean and this attractive surfer of the opposite sex paddles by and you think to yourself, hey, what could have hurt? Life is short, right? Besides, they might know of a better beach. Surfing with them looks like it might be a little more fun and there might be some additional benefits with this as well, right? Who knows? So you tell your mentor you'll be back in a while and you start paddling and you follow this attractive surfer and and this pursuit, it takes you away from your beach. It takes you away for what seemed like just a few days, but in reality was weeks. Then you discover one day that you're no longer on your beach. I mean, nowhere even close to it. And this other surfer that was so attractive originally turns out to be, you know, not what you had hoped. And now you're stranded on another beach trying to figure out how to get back to yours. Now, eventually you figure it out and you, and you get back on your regimen and you, you recommit to your mentor. You're, you're surfing every day again. And after a few months, you're out in the sea waiting for the next set of waves. And, and you see a brand new jet ski out there just sitting there. Brand new, shiny. It's just floating there. It's, it's fueled up, ready to go. And you think to yourself, hey, life is short. Why not? my mentor's day off. I mean, what could have hurt, right? He'll never know. <laughs> Maybe being a professional jet skier would be more my thing. It's close to surfing. I still get to enjoy the beach. I still get to enjoy the water. It seems a little more exciting. And you know, it actually seems a little easier too. So you, you go ahead and you ditch the longboard and you hop onto the jet ski and you're off. The wind's in your hair, the mist's in your face, and, and you're having a blast. And then when you're far, far away from your beach, this giant swell catches you off guard, totally blindsides you, and wipes you out. I mean, you just you get knocked off, you take in gallons of salt water into your chest, and, and you're gargling, you're, you're scrambling for the surface, and you, you, you're scrambling to get back to your jet ski, and you track it down, and, and you get back up, you're a little knocked a little senseless, and you're a little weary, and you get back on that jet ski, and, and you notice now you're out of fuel. The jet ski ran out of fuel, and you're stuck with no way to get back to your beach. And what can you do but... Start paddling back, right? But you're so far away. You've got to do a lot of paddling. I mean, it takes you weeks to get back to your beach. And, and then when you eventually do get back to your beach, your mentor is seriously annoyed. But they go ahead and they, they decide to give you another chance under very strict conditions, though. I mean, your mentor is going to hold you accountable. And now they're trying to get you to professional status seriously now. I mean, no more messing around. No more chasing other other surfers and and no more getting distracted by the other toys that you might find out there in the ocean. And you agree and, and you get back to your regimen of surfing every single day. You're loving life again. You're having a blast. You remember why you loved it in the first place and you're riding the waves. And, and then one day you notice another surfer on your beach with their own mentor. And their mentor is not yelling at them and holding them accountable as much as yours is. And 
You know, they, in fact, they seem to be laughing and having a good time. They got a good relationship. And, you know, and after thinking about how strict your mentor is right now and, and how becoming a professional surfer is a little bit harder than you thought it was going to be. I mean, maybe that mentor knows something your mentor doesn't. So you fire your mentor and hire the other one. And after a few sessions with your new mentor, you discover that, hey, this professional surfer thing is still pretty hard. It still requires work. It's not any easier over here. There's no secrets over here. I mean, there are no secrets even with the different mentor. I mean, in fact, I think my old mentor was probably a little bit better than this one. You starting to get the picture? I mean, indeed, life is short. You've only got one life to live. So absolutely pursue your dreams. But even when pursuing your dreams, there are no shortcuts in life. Regardless of what it is in life that you want to pursue, no matter how easy and fun and glamorous it may appear from the outside, it's still going to be work. If it's worth anything, it's going to be work. I mean, indeed, life is short, so pursue what it is that is important to you. When you get there, it's going to be worth it. I promise you that. I can attest to that. I mean, you'll wonder why you waited so long to make the decision in the first place. But watch out for all the shiny distractions along the way that seemingly make your pursuit faster and and easier and more fun. Because yes, life is short. But there are no shortcuts. You know, no one is exempt from the grasps of the shiny objects. You know, in the music business, I was a straight hip-hop producer. That's all I did. And then one day, someone came along and offered me a big chunk of money to... to, uh, produce some dance music. You know what? I couldn't resist. I took the gig. And it turned out to be a huge mistake. It actually cost me money. And it cost me a whole lot of time. It cost me some credibility with my with my peers and with my crowd. I mean, it even set me back for a while on a project that was far more important to me. And in real estate, I mean, all the time, different strategies come up, different kinds of properties, different stuff that presents itself as even bigger paydays than what I'm currently experiencing. I mean, they never pan out. Massive amounts of wasted time. And in the world and in the world of, of internet business, this new b- world that I'm in, I mean, I bet there are more shiny objects available in that industry than anything. At least anything that I've ever experienced. There's distractions everywhere. I mean, that took all of the strength and discipline in the world, everything I had available to me to stay on course. And I think I only swayed off course a couple of times. And there were a couple of regrets there where I took a little detour. But I stayed focused primarily. And, and I had my fastest success ever. And here I am having produced a secondary stream of passive income now. And that was my original goal. That's what I set out to do. And, you know, life is better right now than it was when I started. And now that I'm on my get healthy plan and I'm seeing results, I'm starting to wake up in the morning right now a little slower. I'm making excuses. I'm finding reasons not to work out. I'm sticking to it though. I mean, I haven't faltered. It's working for me. But I am noticing all the shiny things around me again. I mean, the diet pills that promise the faster results. I mean, there's a new infomercial on right now that's taken the whole P90X thing and and reduced it to just 60 days now. That's an industry that really preys on the unfocused and the immediate gratification crowd. It's dangerous out there in the deep water. There's temptation everywhere. So the subject today is life is short. There are no shortcuts in life. I mean, if there's something you want, stick to the basics and go get it. You're doing over right now. It's a perfect opportunity. You only live once, but stick to the basics. There are no shortcuts. Wow, I was able to get a few cliches in there, wasn't I? I mean, life is short. You only live once. 
there are no shortcuts in life. Oh, and how about winners never quit and quitters never win? Love that one. Oh, and life is what you make of it and no guts, no glory. Oh, and, and today is the first day of the rest of your life. Somebody stop me. I'm out of control. Really, life is short. It's God's way of encouraging focus. Stay focused. He loves you, and so do I. I am Matt, the Do-Over Guy, and I will see you on the next episode of Your Do-Over. Thank you for tuning in to Your Do-Over, where the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results and making life work are revealed. And remember, knowledge is potential power. Take action action on what you learned today. This is not your learn-over. It's your do-over. To view the resources referenced in today's show and to retrieve a complete show transcript, visit www.thedooverguy.com. Stay connected with Matt the Do-Over Guy Terrio on Twitter at The Do-Over Guy and on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash dooverguru.